This episode is brought to you by Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic, a two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains to support healthy regularity and your gut, immune, and skin health. Optimize your gut health. Visit seed.com slash Spotify with code Spotify for 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor. I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. In this episode, I will be interviewing Stephanie Moran, and she is the green living expert. And she's going to be sharing how we can all do our part on eliminating food waste. I will also be sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, repurpose suggestion, and my book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is, do you buy in bulk? Some people do, some people don't. I will be curious to know if you do. So, did you know that around one-third of the world's food is lost to waste or 1.3 billion tons per year? In micro terms, roughly a thousand tons of food is wasted every single minute. Wow, that's a lot to, to, to grasp. So, that's why I bought Stephanie Moran. And she is a green living mentor and the CEO and founder of Good Girl Gone Green, where she teaches busy women how to live greener and more sustainable lives without feeling overwhelmed. Wanting to reduce the number of unnecessary and potentially harmful products she was bringing into her family's home, Stephanie began DYIing her own cleaning and personal care products. Now with over 10 years of experience, she has helped over 20,000 women to not only live more sustainably, but also live with less shop ethically and reduce the overall amount of toxins they are exposed to. With combined social media following of over 45,000, Stephanie has spoken at events like the Most Powerful Women in Network Marketing, Slay Online Sales Summit, Expo Yoga and Wellness Summit, and Be True Brand You. For her expertise, she has been featured on CBS Rhode Island, ABC Talk of Alabama, Huffington Post, Canada, Vegetarian Times, Wall Street Journal, and so many others. And of course, you know, Stephanie's link is on the show page. So sit back, take notes, and listen to my interview with Stephanie. Stephanie. 
Well, listeners, I'm so excited because, you know, it's the holiday season and of course food is around us, but I think we need to have another discussion this year just to talk about it. And that's why I bought Stephanie Moran. She is like the green living expert and I just can't wait to talk to her and have a conversation because I checked out her website and I'm just like ready to just dive in and read all of her wonderful tips, strategies, blogs, and listen to her podcast. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So before we get into some questions about food waste and how, you know, we individually can reduce it, what, share your journey on becoming the green living expert. So I would say it started, oh, probably about 11, 11 years ago. Um, I live in Montreal, Canada, so I'm Canadian, but for about four years, we lived in the United States. And during that time, I was on a sabbatical from work. So I had a lot of time on my hands and it was the fall of 2009. I remember it very clearly. We were sitting in Augusta, Georgia on the couch, watching a documentary, Food Inc. And that kind of a switch went off. I started learning about our food system, where our food comes from, how animals are treated. Um, You know, if you're going to eat meat, why is grass fed better? Why is organic better? Why should you have grass fed milk versus conventional milk? And it just like opened up my eyes. And I'm vegan now. At the time, I went vegan for a very short period of time, but I went back to eating meat. And what the switch was is watching that movie and deciding I want to change my eating habits. And I looked at my husband. I said, I'm no longer I'm no longer contributing to that. I'm not contributing to conventional farming. I'm not contributing to the treatment of animals in that way. And I said, I'm eating organic. And he said, tell me why you want to do that. And I paused. I'm like, did you not watch that movie with me? (laughs) Did you not see what just happened? Um, But that just led me down a rabbit hole. He said, why? And like I mentioned, I'm on a sabbatical from work. So I had time on my hands and I just started researching all our food. And why do we want grass fed? Why do we want this? Why, why, why? Just that question of why. And I feel like once you start down one rabbit hole, it leads to another thing. So no matter where you enter in that like green living sphere, you end up down all the rabbit holes at one point. So it started with food. And once I started switching my food and reading food labels and questioning my food labels, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter who's 11 now. And then I started questioning the products I was putting on my body. Why this deodorant? Why why don't I want this ingredient? And I I remember vividly, um, I didn't have a smartphone back then. And I went to the health food store and I didn't know what to buy. I'm like, I don't know which deodorant to buy. They all look good, but I need to look at the ingredients. And I bought like five or something, brought them home, researched them on my computer, and then returned the ones I didn't want. So that's kind of where it started. It was that question of asking why And I just, I'm always asking, right? I'm still down, you know, that rabbit hole of questioning, you know, food, questioning products I'm bringing into my home, questioning the products I'm using to clean my body, questioning the products, you know, the clothing I'm buying, who's making my clothing, you know, supporting um, women-led businesses is something that I love to do. Just, you know, figuring out where my products are coming from and how they're affecting my body is so important to me. And how it all got, you know, that happened. And then um, a friend of mine had started a blog and she said, you should start a blog, Stephanie. And I said, absolutely not. Um, Not my thing. I don't write. I have no desire to. And she said, you have a lot of information. You should share that. 
So I started my Good Girl Gone Green blog um, when my daughter was three months old. And how I got the name was it was my birthday. I did not own an iPad. I wanted an iPad and my husband bought me one and he engraved Good Girl Gone Green on the back. (laughs) So that's how the name came about. And then, you know, the blog snowballed into people asking me questions, which snowballed into more questions, which snowballed into so many different things. And this is kind of how I ended up here, you know, 10, 11 years later. And it's a lifestyle personally for me. Um, It's what I, you know, quote unquote, you know, I'm going to put in air quotes, preach is, is how I live my life. It's, you know, it's not, oh, I say one thing and I do one thing. It's, this is how I live my life. So Mm -hmm. if I tell someone I like a product, it's because I truly like it. If I tell someone I support this business, it's because I truly do. And it's important to me. So that's kind of how that all happened, you know, in a roundabout way was just that documentary Food Inc. If you have not watched Food Inc., I know it's an older movie, but it's just such an eye-opening movie about our food system and, you know, how supporting local farms is just, you know, the way to go personally for me. I saw that, I saw that movie, Stephanie, so I know exactly. (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah, how you see the journey and it just makes you think differently about what you put on your table, on your plate. It really does, which is why I wanted to have a discussion because when I started looking at, you know, your blogs and things and you're talking about food waste, it was kind of a different, I guess, perception of what I was raised in and a lot of people in regards to food waste. I mean, and we've all heard that, you know, you got to eat everything on your plate because you don't want to waste food because there's children in whatever country don't have anything, but it's beyond that. And I just wanted you to kind of share because we're getting into that holiday season from, you know, Thanksgiving until the new year where we're just like surrounded by food. And I want people to really think about what food waste really is. So I think it's more than just finished what's on your plate. I think the biggest issue is that we consume more than we like, I mean, as consumers, we buy more than we actually need. So for example, we go grocery shopping and we have these big dreams that we're going to eat the spinach, the cucumbers, the celery, the this, the that, the this, like all those things, we buy them, they sit in our fridge. It's Monday, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, it's Thursday, all these days go by and we never ate it. Um, So I think that's the first problem is buying what you need, buying the foods that you need versus what you think you're going to buy. And I think that's just one of our biggest problems. And I think the other problem is, you know, that stores waste a lot of food as well and perfectly good food. And that's a whole other problem and a whole other issue on a whole different level. Um, But I think stores and restaurants they waste so much food, you know, Uh, a store, for example, will, you know, if you go grocery shopping, and you look at the apples, they look pretty perfect. They're not in bad shape. And the reason is, because people don't want to buy ugly apples. And then where do all the ugly apples go that are perfectly edible, they end up in the garbage. So I think that's like the first issue on like a higher level is look is looking how we look at food, that it doesn't have to be perfect to be able to consume it. If you have an apple tree, those apples are not perfect and you're still going to eat them. So why is it different when you go to the grocery store? So that's like, I think the first issue is just restaurants and stores, the amount of food that they waste. But from a personal level, I think it's really buying what you need is the first step, Um, not buying too much food and then wasting it. I think another habit or 
when it comes to food waste is, you know, if example, celery, a trick for celery, um, cut up your celery and put it in water. It's going to extend the life of your celery, cut up carrots and put them in water. It's going to extend the life of those carrots. Do not cut up cucumbers and put them in water. It does not taste good. (laughs) Just a side note. I tried it. It does not work, but there's just little different things that can extend the life of your food. Um, freezing your food, um, when I have strawberries and they're about, you know, we don't eat them all. Let's say I, again, buy too many strawberries. I'm like, oh, gee, I don't think they're going to get eaten. They look a little mm, questionable, but they're still edible. So I put them in the freezer and then guess what? They go in my smoothies or anything else I want to make. Um, when I'm cutting up strawberries, I save the ends of the strawberries and I stick those in the freezer and I add them to smoothies. So there's just so many things that we can do on a personal level to reduce our food waste. And it's being creative. I think it's being creative of how we can reduce our food waste and use as much as our food as possible. So for example, you know, you mentioned Thanksgiving, you mentioned the holidays. Um, A lot of people eat turkey. I personally don't, but a lot of people eat turkey. So yes, you made your turkey, but is there anything else you can do with that, that carcass? You can make bone broth instead of throwing it in the trash. So you're honoring that animal a little bit more by not just eating the meat. You're now like, okay, I'm going to use the whole amount as possible. Take as much meat off as you can. And maybe that's the little pieces is what you add to your soup. Um, So there's just so many things that we can do when it comes to food waste. And it's thinking outside of the box on how we can do that. And, you know, you, you, when you were talking, I was thinking about so many different things about how, like you were saying, we do waste a lot of food. And one of the things I had to come to realization about myself being single is I can't buy all that. You know, people are like, well, Janet, you know, somebody, somebody's got such and such on sale and you get all these great fruits and vegetables. But, and I did that a couple of times, Stephanie, but I didn't eat it all. So I had to buy, start buying things in smaller quantities. I like you, I started freezing things, which is wonderful because then I eat things, you know, when I need them. But also as you were talking, I was thinking, is that because the food waste also with the expiration dates? Because sometimes that can trigger people to just buy things in bulk because they think they can hold on to it longer. But then in reality, they never use it. And I'm just talking from a, a pantry organization. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't they don't use it because, you know, one time I was talking to a friend and she flipped her phone and she said, and I said, what's that? She said, that's all the food that we have to throw out because, you know, my spouse decided it was on sale and he had to buy all this stuff. And she said, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. So, and I think that's the other problem. We see something on sale and, you know, I think it's also, you know, we could talk about mindset and all that, that, you know, the scarcity mindset, you know, that people say, oh, it's on sale. If I don't get it now, you know, I'm going to save so much money and I'll buy it now. But like you said, Janet, maybe you saved $2 on whatever it is you bought and you bought 10 of them, (laughs) but then you end up throwing half of them. Did you really save any money? You wasted the food that maybe someone else could have bought. And you ended up throwing it out anyway. And now you got to go out and buy that product again at full price. <laughs> and that is true. And that is true. And I, and I had to learn, you know, during the pandemic, when friends were, they were so wonderful to me, Stephanie, and they were bringing me like boxes of, of all these fruits and vegetables, which I was very thankful, but it's, it's only me over here. And what I started doing, I took pictures of everything and I just did a group text. I said, whoever can come and pick this stuff up, 
you can have whatever you want. And a friend came, we, she masked herself up. She said, it looks like a grocery store in here. I said, you take whatever you want. You need some bags? I got bags. And, you know, that made me feel really good because I knew if it stayed with me, all of that stuff would have gone rotten. So, And that's, so that's a really good point. So it's if you, let's say, overconsume on something because you had those big dreams of eating it, there's nothing wrong with offering it to somebody, right? So I'll give you an example. I have um, my assistant works here at home with me. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not going to eat all that. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to finish that. Did you want to take it home to eat with your, with your boyfriend? Um, is it something you're going to eat? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take the extra tomatoes that you guys aren't going to eat. And it's offering it to her. And I know, um, you know, I don't know how comfortable people are with this, but there's also different um, uh, buy nothing Facebook groups. Um, there are groups on Facebook that basically they're community run. So they're, you know, within your community and it's, you know, a place where you can post in the group saying, Hey, I'll use food. Cause we're talking about food. You can say, Hey, I have two bags of carrots that I bought on sale. They're in perfectly good condition. We are not going to consume them because we're going out of town or whatever the reason is say, whoever comes over and comes to my front door can have them. And that's, you know, it builds community. And that's what the, these buy nothing groups are is to give stuff to people for nothing. So it's exchanging, it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not only food, obviously, it's other things like, hey, I have this decoration, Halloween decorations I don't want. Whoever comes and gets them on my step can have them. So that's the whole principle of this buy nothing thing. But that doesn't say you can't offer people food. You know what I mean? I'm in another Facebook group, a community Facebook group. And this woman said, hi, I'm baking I'm going to say pie. I don't remember what it was, but I think it was pie. She was baking pies for herself and she bought extra ingredients and went into the Facebook group and said, Hey, I'm baking these pies and I'm going to bake two extras and whoever wants them, send me a message. And I'm going to give you each a pie because I have too many ingredients and I just want to be a good person. <laughs> so there's just different things you can do when it comes to food. And Janet, you mentioned bulk and a lot of people, when they think of bulk, I think they envision I'm going to buy a big bag of toilet paper and there's like a hundred rolls in it pre-packaged. When I think of bulk, I think of refill stations. I think of places that I can go that I can bring my own jar, my own bags, and I can refill them. So let's use Whole Foods as an example. They have a huge bulk section. I want to go buy almonds. I only need a small amount of almonds. I bring my tiny jar. I put the amount of almonds I need in it and I go home. Um, and then that eliminates waste from a packaging standpoint, and it eliminates waste for someone like you, Janet, that's like, I don't need that huge bag of, I don't know what, say you're having, you're baking a pie and you bake pie once a year and you need that one ingredient once a year, but the bag is like ginormous and you're never going to finish it. But if you go to the bulk section, you're like, oh, I could just bring a small little mason jar, put as much as I need in it. And that's all I'm going to buy. And next year I'll do the same thing. And so that's how I envision bulk. I envision it as these bulk sections, refill stations. They do, you know, it's more than just food. It's personal care. There's so much more to it, but it started as food. So it's a great way to buy what you need, reduce packaging, and also reduce the amount of waste you're creating because you're just buying what you need. Because sometimes you don't need that big bag. And it's also great for people that like myself, who I eat a lot of nuts and seeds. 
I don't bring a small little mason jar. <laughs> I bring like two big mason jars and I go once and I fill them and I put them in my fridge, but I know they're going to get eaten because we eat a lot of nuts and seeds. So it makes sense that I buy big quantities. It's less expensive and I know I'm going to eat them, but it's also great for the person that doesn't eat a lot of quantities of food. And then they're not wasting whatever food um, that they bought in that larger quantity, which could be just a regular size food, right? It doesn't have to be this huge, like Costco, you know, Costco is a perfect example. Everything is bigger at Costco. And I think people, um, they're like, oh, look at that huge jar of peanut butter. I'm going to save $5 if I buy it, but you don't eat a lot of peanut butter. (laughs) Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you're buying it? You're actually paying more than the small jar and you might not even finish it. I mean, peanut butter, if you get natural organic peanut butter, it, I mean, it takes a while to expire, but it's just yeah. an example of, yeah, of stores where Costco is this big, big store, which does great things for, you know, people that want to buy a lot of products. But I think a lot of waste comes out of that because I've seen the size of some of the stuff that Costco creates. I'm like, how yeah. many pickles are you actually going to eat? Yeah. That is a really yeah. big jar. Like, yeah. You yeah. could feed an army with those pickles yeah. and then yeah. they end up in the garbage. Yes. And you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and I see it on the other end when, you know, people are like, oh, Janet, I need help. And I'm thinking, were you ever going to use all of this? She's like, no, but it was on sale. <laughs> and when you were talking, Stephanie, I remember a friend, she got oatmeal and she said, um, I know you like to make cookies. And I do, I like to make my oatmeal cookies. And she gave me a wonderful size container, which meant I didn't have to buy, because I make them maybe once or twice a year. It's not like I make them every weekend. And it was the perfect size. I didn't feel like I had all this waste and looking at all that oatmeal thinking, okay, I've got to eat it. I've got to bake it. So you're right. Sometimes those small packages are so wonderful. You know, Stephanie, I could talk to you all day. I mean, there's other <laughs> things. I'm like, there's so much I could talk to you about. But the one question I wanted to ask you is that, so how do you stay organized? Because you speak, you podcast, you write the blogs, you've got so much stuff, and your mom, your wife. So how do you, like, are there any tips and tricks and how you just stay organized and how you manage it all? I mean, I know you have an assistant, which is always wonderful. <laughs> um. I'd like to say I'm a semi-organized person. I'm not going to lie. Um, It can be a hot mess express over here, um, you know, a lot of the time. But I used to live by my, my calendar, my paper calendar. And the problem with that ended up happening is I'd go to the chiropractor and make my appointment. I put it in my phone and then I'd have to come back and put it in my paper calendar. And then sometimes I'd forget. So then I wouldn't see it in my paper calendar. And then I didn't really check my Google calendar that often. So I just like decided no more paper calendar. I have my phone with me 99% of the time. I'm going to use a digital calendar and I just use Google calendar. I mean, you can totally get, you can pay to get fancier calendars. I'm 100% okay with Google calendar. And what I love about it is that I can color code everything again, you know, anytime I have any sort of interview, like podcast interview, TV segment, radio show interview, it's green. So when I see that in my Google College, I'm like, this is ridiculously important. You cannot mess this up, Stephanie. You need to be ready for this. Um, it's green. When it's blue, it's work stuff. Um, when the kids don't have school, it's like red. So I know the kids are home. It's bright red. Um, when it's a kid activity, it's like 
peach. I'm looking at my phone right now as I'm speaking. When it's something personal to me, it's an orange. So I've color coded everything. So it's not just all one color and everything gets lost. So for me to keep organized, it's 100% Google Calendar. And I also like it because if there's something I need my husband to know, and I know I'm going to tell him and he's probably going to forget or vice versa. He might tell me something and I'm going to forget. Um, I tell him like, can you just add me as like in your Google calendar? <laughs> so it'll pop up and I'll remember it. So when my, you know, my son just signed up for a karate, he's eight years old. I'm going to put it in Google calendar and I'm just going to add my husband. And that way he knows that, you know, karate happens on those days. So my number one tip and something that's helped me extremely is having an electronic calendar. Um, and the other reason it's so great is because most people send out Google calendar links, right? So then you just have to accept the invite and it gets automatically added to your calendar. So that is definitely one way that I stay organized. Um, another way, it's not necessarily how I stay organized. It's maybe a little bit organized, but also focused is I move my body every single day, every day I go for a walk. So we got on this podcast at 9am and my kids were on the bus at 805. I usually walk for two hours, but I went out for half an hour because I knew I needed to just move my body before we started recording the podcast and before I got into the groove of my day. And so I just think it's so important just to move your body, whether that's going to the gym, whether that is getting some sort of, you know, I don't even know what it's called. Like a, under your desk, you can put the, <laughs> you can put like a. All those little a, pedals things. Are you yeah, like pedals. Pedal? Like I just yeah. bought an elliptical oh, to put under my okay. desk. Oh, okay. So, you know, when I'm working, you know, even if it's for 10 minutes on my desk, I can move my legs, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I just think it helps to focus you. And in some way it keeps me organized. It's mm-hmm. in my calendar. Stephanie walks every day from eight to 10. And the only reason, only way that that gets interrupted, the eight to 10 is if it's for a radio, a podcast, something like that, that is getting organized, that I'm being a guest on. Um, That's the only time my walk gets interrupted. So I think that's a great tip for those that wake up, they look at their phone, and they start their day right away. And it can be super overwhelming. And then you end up not being that organized because you're all over and scattered. So, you know, starting your day with some sort of movement has tremendously helped me. Um, So that's walking for me. And then I work out later in the day, but I could even be having that little bicycle under your desk where you're moving. Those are two things that I do to stay organized. Um, And like you mentioned, um, I do have an assistant. Again, it's not something that maybe everyone can afford, but it's something that, um, when my business got to the point to where it got to that I was able to add that into my life. Um, And it's on a personal level. So that's helped with organization in the sense of, you know, stuff that I might not have time to get done around the house might get done Um, helping prep for dinner. Um, You know, when the kids get home, I help with homework and my assistant, you know, might help prep with um, dinner and stuff like that. So that also helps a lot with my organization um, and to keep me focused when it comes to work. I don't know if that answered your question. I hope it answered your question. <laughs> but it does. I mean, it does because I know a woman, she's a single mother and she said the investment she pays in having someone clean her house allows her to spend more time with her child. So Exactly. I do, I and do it doesn't understand. have to be, oh, I have an assistant 35 hours a week or 20. It could be as simple yeah. as 
I am going to have somebody come once a week for one hour and I'm going to invest $50 or $70. And that either allows you, opens up time to work that you might not otherwise have, or it opens up time to spend time with friends, family, um, your kids, or it gives you time to do something for yourself. Yeah. And that is right? so true. Yeah, that is true. And if I you don't have a care. lot of, a lot of time for personal care, which could be a whole other topic well, um, yeah. <laughs> to yourself. And it's important for you to do something like that walk mm-hmm. or to just sit and watch TV because that's your, how you decompose by having someone to do one thing for you, whether it's cleaning or whether it's, you know, there's a multiple things that you can outsource it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. And that right? is so true. That is so true. That is so true. Well, Stephanie, how can <laughs> listeners get, I know, cause we can be talking all day. How can listeners get in contact with you? Um, I love to hang out on Instagram. So if you use Instagram, you can find me at good girl gone green underscore. Um, also my website is goodgirlgonegreen.com. And like Janet mentioned, I also launched a podcast recently. It's all about green living. Um, it's called green junkie. So if you um, search Green Junkie or you just go over to my Instagram, you can find also my podcast and um, you can take a listen. And Stephanie, thank you so much. And of course, thank you, you know, so much for just squeezing me in during your time of movement. I so appreciate that. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So how many nuggets did you write down for my interview and conversation with Stephanie? I know one of the things is buy what you need. Sometimes you need to hear that. Now, I'll admit I still buy, make sure I have enough water in the house, making sure I have enough toilet paper in the house. But in regards to food, I really am very conscious now because I don't want to waste food anymore. Um, I organized my pantry, getting myself ready for the, for the new season. And I realized there were three cans of stuff that expired and that I need to get rid of. And I really felt bad about that. So that was my little takeaway. And what was yours? I would love for you to know. So in Taylor's tip time, just wanted to transition to organizing your kitchen, making sure you organize your pantry so that you can find things and you know exactly what you have. You're not going out buying something that you already have in your um, cabinet. Check your pantry before you go shopping. It's something that's really good. My mother had a habit of whenever she opened something, she would always make that part of her list. So she would always have her inventory full. Check your produce section regularly. Um, So, you know, things have not spoiled. Um, and also think about actually freezing things. I got spinach. I got three bags of spinach because they were on sale. Put them in the freezer. And, you know, I was able to preserve them because, you know, things like that, they can spoil easily. Get creative with dishes if you see food may be spoiling. You know, with bananas, we all, you know, do the banana put. And, of course, if you buy in bulk, um, make sure you don't buy more than you can use so there's certain things you know you can buy pasta but anything perishable just keep that in mind so those are my tips and Taylor's tip time 
Have you been working on getting organized and feel that you need someone to guide you from start to finish by providing you with details needed to clear the clutter and get organized? Let's talk so I can share how you can get back on track and get organized with my virtual sessions. Go to my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session. We offer a variety of virtual coaching plans to meet your needs. And of course, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like you can't manage work, your business, your life, let me help you. I work with clients so they can manage their time to get things done without feeling stressed or burnt out. Create a life so you can have time to do all that you want to do without feeling overwhelmed. So just make sure you click the link in the show page. Well, of course, I just want to take a moment to thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, and your sharing. Please continue to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, Pinterest. And of course, this week, I'm going to suggest you check out the Organized Kitchen Board. And of course, don't forget to follow me on YouTube as well. Lost my train of thought right in the middle of it. (laughs) If you're thinking of getting your life organized, don't get overwhelmed. Join the Facebook Living Life Organized group. And it's a community of women supporting each other on their journey to living a life that is totally organized and it's free. So you can join a day. It's a wonderful group of women. And they I just love the fact that they support each other. That's the one thing. I love the support and the encouragement. You know, when somebody posts something, the other members will give them a high five, cheer them on. So, you know, check it out. Well, do you know what time it is? I can hear you chanting. It's Toss It Tuesday time. And of course, we're talking about food waste. So go through those pantries, donate the canned goods that have not expired and that you will not eat. As I've shared with you in the past, there is an outdoor pantry only a few blocks from me. And when I was, you know, people were so wonderful just, you know, donating me stuff. You know, my girlfriends, you know, they would go through and get me this and that and the other. And it was just during a time where I was um, suffering a personal loss. And so they just wanted to kind of love on me. Well, a lot of the stuff, I didn't really, you know, it was so much stuff that I couldn't use it all and eat it all. So I went to the outdoor pantry. And it's just a little refrigerator outdoors, and you can just put stuff in there. And it was so nice to just be able to know that somebody was going to eat that, eat those food, and wasn't going to waste it. And my app suggestion for this week is, it's an app called Food for All app. Food for All app. And enjoy delicious meals from hundreds of restaurants and cafes for at least 50% off with Food for All app. And it's a way that they have figured out how to not waste food and give it to you at a discount. So check it out. It's Food for All app. And of course, my product suggestion for this week comes from my Amazon shop. And it's a two-pack stackable kitchen cabinet organizer because it maximizes the space in your kitchen cabinet and it allows you to see what you have when you open up those doors. So check that out. My book suggestion for this week is The Organized Kitchen. 
Keep your kitchen clean, organized, and full of good food and save time, money, and your sanity every day. Again, the organized kitchen. Keep your kitchen clean, organized, and full of good food and save time, money, and your sanity each and every day. And of course, my quote for this week is, if you can organize your kitchen, you can organize your life. Louise Parrish. And that quote, if you can organize your kitchen, you can organize your life. Well, I definitely want to thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, friends, and on your social media. And again, let me know you enjoyed listening to this podcast by leaving a review, whatever platform you're listening to. So please visit my website at www.janetmtaylor.com. And until next time, have a clutter-free day. And most of all, have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.